Lots of marriage advice sucks. The classic is never go to sleep mad, but sometimes you just need to sleep it off. Libby and Andrew are here to give you their nuanced and unconventional advice on not only marriage, but all things fitness, faith, life, and more. We're here to give you the permission to go against the grain and go to sleep mad. Welcome to Go to Sleep Mad. And we're recording. Hey everyone, welcome back to Go to Sleep Mad. I literally just forgot our (laughs) podcast name for a second. Um, I would like it to be known that we did just pregame record the podcast listening to Love on Me by Jack Harlow, which is a very... It's grotesque. It's a very inappropriate song, but the beat slaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, I, well, you keep doing this thing where you go, oh, a, I have a song stuck in my head, uh-huh. and I, I, so I need to get rid of it, but, but you play it like once. Yeah. But then we get like, the next day we're getting in the car, and then you, you're like, it's still stuck in my head, and I'm <laughs> no, like, no, 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 I think you enjoy a song, and you're just playing. Those are my hyperfixation songs. This song was stuck in my head, because I saw it on Instagram about 70 times while scrolling right before this, but... My current hyperfixation song is Is It Over Now by Taylor Swift. I think I have to listen to it like five times a day or I don't feel like my life is complete. That's Does that ever happen to you? No, I've never been codependent on uh, 120 to 180 minutes of somebody singing. It's so crazy. Ever in my entire... Honestly? This is so embarrassing, but I like think about the song when I'm not listening to it. So then I have to listen to it because I like hear it in my head. Yeah, I, no. I, I hear it in my head right now. The push, 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 push. Oh, I don't want to hear it in my head, <laughs> nor what you just did. How does it start? No, no, that's With okay. The wilt Let, let's... of the rose. Ah, I slept all alone. Ah, you still I don't, no, wouldn't no, I, go. I, I asked you to stop before you started. <laughs> okay, um... Moving on. Welcome back to the podcast. We know it's been a second since we've recorded. Um, shout out to both Mia and Ashley, a big fan of the podcast, who both individually asked me when the next episode was going out. So really glad people are actually listening. That's really encouraging. So today will actually be the fifth episode. Oh, wow. You feeling good about it? <clears throat> feeling fine. <laughs> okay. Um, And so the topic of today's episode is we are going to be talking about our fitness journeys. Um, Fitness is a very important part, I would say, of both of our lives. And so we want this podcast to have a lot of different fitness episodes and fitness content. Um, But like I said, okay, so actually we recorded the first ever episode twice. We recorded the full thing of the first one and didn't actually hit record. I don't think someone said they didn't do that, that. I'm fully convinced they're lying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But all that to say, in the first ever recording, so what I think you've heard, but you haven't heard, I talked about one of my favorite podcasts ever called Friends with Health Benefits, and I really love this podcast. Amazing name. But the two girls, they just go into it. You know nothing about them, and I always bothered me because I was like, I just feel like I need context on your Like, who are you? Um, but isn't, isn't that every person that we don't know that we watch some form of content. I know, but then you get... So this is what I'm saying. I want context. So we're going to give context about our fitness. So then when we give later fitness episodes... That's, that's fair. It's just it on just the flip isn't s- feel random. On the flip side, though, when people are like, oh, like what YouTuber do you like? Uh, uh, Lydia and I uh, are definitely YouTube people. And they're like, oh, like what, what like what YouTubers do you watch? And then I'll like start describing it. And I'm like, I don't know this person. <laughs> and I just, I just... I just ran off like... 14 solid things 
Like all their facts about their yeah, life. Like, oh yeah, they live here. They're just south of like so and so. They love shopping here. They work out there. I'm like, that's called a stalker. Hmm. But that's you know? the internet now. It, that, that, no, that is true. But I'm like, As we're choosing to put our lives now on the internet. It's just, it's just funny. It or funny. you know, where I'm like, oh, I, we don't know anything about you. It's like, mm. no, I know too much. Yeah. Well, anyway. we want you to know all these random facts about us. So when we talk about fitness later on, and actually have more. I was going to say meaty, but I don't know why that made me cringe in my head. That's cringe. More um, substance, I should say, about us. So when we talk about fitness later, you know a thing or two about just our life story. So do you want to go first, Andrew, or do you want me to go first? Uh, So you got it. Okay, so I wrote an outline, and I have a full outline for myself. And Andrew just says, likes to run. LOL, zuh. Well, that's your outline for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, I'll get into my story then, and you can get into your story and hopefully elaborate more. Okay. Okay, so my name is Lydia. I am 27. I'm going to be 28 next month, which is crazy. I'm really emerging into my late 20s, which is a little scary, not going to lie. Um, so I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, before I moved here to Southern California, where I currently live. Um, and I always grew up an athlete. I actually grew up doing like everything. I was a dancer. I was an athlete. Um, I really wanted to be an actress growing up. Like that was my like ultimate goal. And then somewhere around middle school, I realized I wasn't that good at acting, which was a huge bummer. So I just, you just realized I just like got honest with myself and was like, girl, oh. girl, it ain't happening. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if like, like you were convinced and someone was like, it's not it. You know, <laughs> I, like what part of it was the realization? It was like the auditioning for every play and getting chorus every single time. That was, sorry, I'm not a part of that niche. Like I didn't do any act. Is that bad? Is yeah. That- the chorus means like you don't even have a role. You're like a background <laughs> character. Oh, oh. So that was a huge bummer. So all that to say, um, even though I grew up doing like so many activities, like in high school, I really settled on sports as my thing. Um, I almost won, what's it called? Most athletic in my senior superlative. Did something about like how many letter, how many letters you did or or, no, that's something different. Um, so actually in high school, my goal was, I was, I'm just like kind of an overachiever in life. Um, I'm a first child, so it makes sense, but I decided that I wanted to get 13 varsity letters instead of 12. So that means varsitying in every sport for three seasons plus an extra. Um, And I did it. So I really made sports my thing in high school. Um, I did, again, everything growing up. I tried basketball, softball, swimming. What else? I didn't try lacrosse. I don't know. But I ended up doing track and cross country as like my main sports. I also did gymnastics, which is really funny because I was not good at gymnastics, but somehow I made it on varsity every year. Um, But yeah, I just grew up an athlete my entire life. I really identified as an athlete and honestly still identify as an athlete today. I feel like it just kind of once an athlete, always an athlete, truly. Um, And so because of that, I was always working out. I was always moving my body. It was just like part of my life was practice and school and all those things. Um, but it actually was kind of, I took it a little too far, got a little unhealthy with it. Um, and so 
around high school, I feel like is definitely where I kind of recognized that I had a problem with like food and like being really restrictive on what I put into my body. And I really use sports as a cover up. I would be like, oh, I'm just like really trying hard for sports. So that's why I'm like only eating like quote unquote healthy food or whatever I deemed healthy at that moment. Um, which is funny, kind of like looking back on what I would eat, like with the knowledge I know now. And I was like, it actually really wasn't that healthy. Um, like I would just eat like so many fruits and vegetables and like basically not a lot of protein um, or just like cereals or like granola bars or kind of like those things. So um, I was just like really convinced that like if I was like skinny enough, then everybody would like me and then like my life would be great. Um, so I still go back and forth if I really call an eating disorder or just disordered eating, um, but definitely struggled in high school with like just a really bad mindset about around health and fitness. Like I would go to practice. Um, and then I remember coming home and, um, this is so funny. Actually, I found like tone it up and blog a If you were in like the fitness scene in like 2013, 2014, and I would like go home and like do their like ab workouts after like a two hour cross country practice, which is kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, that was me in high school. I was again, really into fitness, but kind of for like, Obviously, sports is not the wrong reasons, but I like really let it become unhealthy. Um, And then I went to college in 2014. I went to Chapman University here in Southern California, which is what brought me out to California. And I went from being a three season athlete to literally doing absolutely nothing. Um, I definitely gained the freshman 15, more like freshman 20. And I didn't even drink alcohol my like freshman year. I like can't even imagine because that's actually what I feel like it comes from is do you just start drinking a lot? I mean, I feel like it's that and it's the fact that most people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going off to college. Like I, I do some of my chores at the house, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait, I don't know how to grocery shop. Yeah. And I had, I had a lot of friends that would be like, like I had a, you know, shout out my boy Jack here. He loved pasta and he would just buy pasta and then be like, well, I never make it perfectly. And then he, and then he would end up just eating dry pasta and he got in and we're like, you're, you're just eating dry pasta (laughs) and like, what are you, what are you doing? And then he'd buy green apples, which I think is a sin in and of itself. Um, You know, some people beg to differ, but it was the whole thing where I'm like, oh, I acknowledge. And then I'm like, no, I knew what to do. Like I had chores around the house. But then I thought to myself, all I ate in college was like pretzels, peanut butter and cheese quesadillas. Mm. And I was like, I wondered, I wondered why I looked like a russet potato, <laughs> you know? So I, I think it's like the, I think that's just like one of the pillars of it's not the, oh, I you know, oh, it's just because of drinking. I think that plays a part for sure. Yeah. But I'm like... Well, I just <laughs> couldn't imagine I would have gained even not more knowing weight. What to eat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, not knowing what to eat or what to grocery shop for and drinking alcohol. And then, like... It's start, just like, wow. Like, binge drinking every weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. which I did not participate in. Um, so, yeah, I went to college and I basically gained 20 pounds, like, pretty quickly because... Um, being an athlete my whole life, I was like, oh, I go to the gym. That's like what you do. And I remember I would go on the gym and be like every other girl there and walk on the treadmill and then like do abs for like 10 minutes, you know? Um, and then I would leave. And then I would like, I would go back and forth with like being like, oh, like I want to work out. And like, I had a friend that I would work out with my freshman year of college and we would go together and like walk on the treadmill. Um, and then just like not doing anything for weeks on end. So 
Um, as like a former athlete, it's so kind of disconcerting to like walk into like a gym or a space that like you feel like you used to like really understand and dominate. And then suddenly you have no coach and you're like, I don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, that was my beginning of college. I still was really interested in fitness. Um, I was actually a comm major for a while in college and I really thought I was wanted to go into social media. Um, and like I said before, I loved tone it up. Like I found them in high school and I actually interned for them my sophomore year. And so I still loved fitness and was really interested in it and like liked that lifestyle, but I definitely wasn't living it by any means. Like I would go, you know, I would work out for like two days and I wouldn't do anything for like two weeks, work out for two days, wouldn't do anything for two weeks. And I would still like really beat myself up about that. So, um, it was kind of like a vicious cycle of one, not knowing what to do, but wanting to like live this lifestyle and working for like tone it up. Definitely. Like they had like workouts and different things like that, but it still wasn't like, I wasn't consistent by any, any stretch of the word. And I mean, I was also in college. Um, and I think the real turning point for me was, it must have been my sophomore year of college, junior year, maybe. I can't really. Oh, it was probably my junior year, fall of my junior year. Um, I was in a sorority in college and we got gifted classes to Soul Cycle, which is so hilarious that I literally think this was like a turning point in my life. Um, and I went for the first time just because we got like five free classes or something, like our whole chapter Dang. did. I know. Looking back on that, I was like, damn. We had to go to like certain classes. Like we couldn't go to every class, but. Um, Still good. I went and I literally like fell in love from like the first class I went to. Like I was like, I, this is kind of low key embarrassing, but like, I remember walking out of soul cycle and like praying and being like, God, I want to do this like all the time, but I can't afford this. Um, and I was just like seriously addicted to it. Like I loved spin so much. It like was such a cathartic experience. Like if you've ever been to soul cycle, like, you know, it's more than just like, an exercise class like it's a it's an experience and so I loved it and so I just like would do anything to do go to spin classes I went to spin classes all around Orange County and suddenly like I would wake up at 5 a.m. to go to like a spin class where before I would never do something like that so Soul Cycle was really like what re-engaged me getting back into fitness in college um so I would just do anything to do a spin class so when I got home to Ohio for that summer, I was like, okay, there's no soul cycles in Ohio. Like I'm just going to apply to be a front desk person at a spin studio so I can cycle for free. And so I got a job at a cycle bar, um, and then ended up long story short, becoming an instructor there that summer. Um, and that really started on my like fitness career journey, I guess. So I became a cycle bar instructor in Ohio in like one week. It was kind of crazy looking back on it and taught there for like a month. And then I came back to Orange County. And I feel like this is a podcast for another time is like my fitness career journey. So I'm just going to glaze over a lot of it because I could really go into depth about it. Um, But ended up not getting a job at cycle bar here in Orange County um, and got a job at a different spin studio, worked there for a little bit. Eventually, Cycle Bar called me back and said, we actually want you to be an instructor. So I became an instructor at Cycle Bar and did that all my senior year of college. I taught like multiple classes a week at like 5 a.m. I like look back. I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Like Crazy. Monday morning, 5.30 a.m. That was my time slot. And it was 45 minutes from my house. But again, I could make a whole podcast on my becoming into the fitness space. So I loved doing that. I lost like the 20 pounds. 
um, in that year of like really getting into spin and just finding consistency and like a love for fitness again and a love for moving my body. And I feel like it felt really different from when I was like kind of punishing my body before. Um, and then I graduated from college. I started working um, part-time. I had like five part-time jobs my first year out of college. And so I was just like struggling financially. And I started going to this gym where they were doing like true weightlifting with like barbells and dumbbells and like all the things. And I had never really done that before and just started learning a lot about like weightlifting and training and really fell in love with it because I feel like it again, kind of like spoke to that athletic side of myself. Um, and they asked me if I wanted to be a personal trainer there. And I said, yes. And again, I could go into a whole saga about becoming a trainer. Um, this gym will remain nameless because I didn't have the greatest experience there at the end of the day, but I am really grateful because they paid for my personal training certification. Um, and I worked there for honestly about, I think it was like a year, a year and a half. Yeah, And so you're in some change. So, um, Worked there. I ended up quitting Cycle Bar because I was just, it was really far. And I could also have a saga about that, but it's not worth it. Um, So I was just personal training at this one gym and really loved weightlifting, started getting to that and really saw my like body change and have like muscle definition. And that's where I fell in love with like lifting and again, just like being consistent. Um, And then the pandemic hit and they ended up letting me and a few other trainers go because of the pandemic. Um, And so then I was kind of like trying to work out pandemic style, you know, trying to figure out what to do. We ended up moving in with our friends who had their own home gym and I was just doing like guides and stuff like that. And I honestly thought like maybe I'll never train again. Like I had quit cycle bar. (laughs) Um, I was kind of done with this other gym and I had a full-time job at this point. I was like, I don't really need to do fitness. Um, and I really wanted to fall in love with it again for myself, because as much as I love having fitness as a job, sometimes it can kind of take things out of it. Oh, so I, did I say this? I became a certified personal trainer. Yeah. You said they pay for your certification and I'm still one to this day. Um, so I had a while where I just wasn't doing anything. Um, but I really started like, trying to create my fitness page more, get more into that, start posting my workouts. Um, And my little in my sorority, her mom actually owns a gym in the town that we live in. And she came, approached me and was like, hey, would you ever want to be a trainer here? Um, And I kind of aired all my grievances with her about, um, it's not easy being a fitness trainer and having another full-time job, but also somewhere like Orange County, it's really hard to have a career in fitness that's your full-time career. I genuinely don't know how people do it. Other, uh, other places, pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're living in Ohio, that's easy. Um, so, yeah. Then I said yes to that and started training again, um, teaching group classes, taking on one-on-one clients. Um, and now I work in all-women's gym that does focusing on weightlifting, um, which I really, really love. And I feel like I've transitioned a lot to, you know, weightlifting. I don't spin as much anymore, but like, I definitely say like spin is what got me back into working out. I'd say like now I primarily like weightlift and have really, I'd say for the most part healed, like a lot of my relationship with food, my relationship with exercise, um, as much as, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, dang, your demons really never leave because there are definitely days I still struggle with kind of those same things. And I feel like it's one of those things that, I mean, hopefully it won't follow me forever, but there's definitely days and moments where I, you know, pick apart my body and 
don't love the way I look and talk badly to myself. But as a trainer, I feel like I'm always trying to encourage and lift up people and have us exercise because we love our bodies. And um, kind of my mantra that I say after every class I teach is um, thank your body for what it did for you today because it's just such a blessing to have a body that can move. And now I'm just going to get into like an inspirational speech. But like I am just so grateful and I feel like working out is so much more than just the physical aspects it's like the mental aspects the spiritual aspects like I really joke that like fitness is my whole personality but like it kind of is because I think it's so much more than just like what we can do with our bodies like it really teaches us that we can do hard things so yeah that's kind of where I'm at now now I do a lot more Pilates too though I do Legree I've been actually becoming a home workout girl. I've never been a home workout girl my entire life. Literally. I'm I'm kind of becoming a home workout girl. A home workout girly? Yeah. Like once once a week, I'm like, ah, you know, timing doesn't seem right. Yeah. I could hit hit a 30 minute. Which is so crazy because even during COVID, I was a person who's like, we got to get back to the gyms. Like working out, literally nothing was worse than looking back now, soul cycle outside literally masks on while you're outside bikes are six feet apart and I was like we still gotta go and like, I remember I remember a vivid moment it was your birthday uh-huh I was with you Nicole we took a soul cycle class on the top of the parking structure <laughs> it was a crisp 47 degrees outside shortly after that I'm wearing I'm wearing a mask and while I was cycling I look over to Nicole she has ripped an entire hole through the center of her mask so that she can continue existing and breathing during this. Oh, How man. did nobody die during those? Like, I'm, I'm pass fu- out. I'm fully, fully convinced someone passed out. I've had had someone pass out in a cycling class with me before. Mm-hmm. Anywho. So, uh, yeah, I, that, that was a vivid, that's a vivid memory. I would say the last big thing in my fitness journey lately is I did have knee surgery in April. I had a torn meniscus for about a year and that really kind of bumped up my fitness journey so um oh I also do really love running I've done a few half marathons that has been a huge deal like I said I did cross country and track growing up so I love running I don't care what anyone says about it it is cathartic and I can solve all my life problems on a run um I would love to do like a half marathon or kind of like a try coming back from my knee injury um after getting surgery it's been a longer road to kind of get back to working out and honestly I think why became a home workout girly it was just like the perfect storm of um not being able to do everything I want to do in the gym and yeah I just started working at home more doing more light lighter weight stuff pilates all that fun stuff but yeah right now I don't have any crazy fitness goals I feel like I just kind of want to get back to pre-surgery abilities which I feel like I'm almost there I feel like you're basically there yeah it just it does hurt when the weather changes like when it rained I could feel it in my knee which was weird well I feel like that's something you always hear like old people I say I know I'm They're old like, now I can tell it's gonna be raining in my hip you know and now and I'm like now you got your spidey senses yeah so I was a little scattered but that's basically my fitness journey slash journey of becoming a personal trainer slash spin instructor which I really want to be a spin instructor again eventually I just haven't found the right timing in life or I feel like the right time in life studio you're gonna probably I feel like your best thing is doing a couple of things yeah like having your own deal 
teaching somewhere in like some, like whether it's a hit, hit class, a personal gym, personal training, some form like that. And then cycling. I feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like I can always see you probably doing some mix. I think cycling has definitely been my favorite modality of fitness to teach. But uh, like I said, I was driving 45 minutes to teach a 45 minute cycling class in college. And I am so silly for that. Um, And there's no good cycling studios in our town. So one day, one day. Maybe not, though. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty long. Is yours going to be that long? Uh, I don't think it'll be that long. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me share. <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> Time for me? Take it away? Yeah. Tell us about your fitness journey. So I agree, agree with the, the first part for Lydia, for myself as well. I mean, just grow, you know, growing up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to scoot real quick. Um, yeah, just growing up in general around sports. I... I'm a pretty even split of my, of my parents. Um, like, you know, my dad, very athletic mom, very like musically talented and things like that. Um, so I feel like I, your mom's musically talented. Yeah. She pl- like played the piano and all, all the things. So I feel like I, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, my, and my grandma loved, loved, especially playing the piano as well until she had, uh, until she got diagnosed with uh, MS. But I, I always was like interested. I mean, I mean, I am truly a jack of all trades, master of none, and I feel like that I, I learned that very quickly. But the thing I always enjoyed, you know, the most was was running or or, or whatever it was. Um, I didn't play football. I always remember the one spot I always felt left out of was uh, in elementary school because I went to a, I didn't go to like a a public school. I went to a magnet school. Which basically is a glorified way of saying like, you won the lottery, your kid can paint on the walls here. You know, like that's, it wasn't like anything like insane, but I do remember it being like a great school and stuff like that. Um, and Andrew was homeschooled till third grade. So it's like, uh, second grade I went to. Second grade. Yeah, yeah, So three, three. Isn't that kind of, that's always such a weird fact for me. It's always that, and when I tell people that, I'm like, oh, I was homeschooled till second grade. They're like, that answers everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> relax, relax, buddy. Um, but yeah, no, I always remember feeling left out of not playing football in, in like the peewee league. Cause all the kids at public school would do that. I'm like, oh dang, I, like I didn't, yeah, I never did that. So anyway, I didn't play football until seventh grade, but I always was doing some form of running and playing football. Those were, those were the two. Um, I will say I did play, uh, I did play basketball. Um, uh, my coach would always say, uh, or well, it was called Meech, but Meech, go get, go get your uh, 30 seconds in. So I, I was not that great at basketball, but I was there. I was the, I was a hustler, if you will. Um, so anyway, nonetheless, uh, came into uh, came into high school. Very clearly, the the focuses were football and uh, and track. Um, kind of going back to my my parents, I felt like my parents were always. My dad always owned his uh, own business, uh, or at least I remember, you know, in my. Uh, like middle around middle school time in, in high school, I always remember him owning his own business. So it was nice that I felt like my, though my dad worked out, he was always at stuff. So I feel like my dad was involved in sports, not just mom being a you know traditional stay at home mom. So I was able to do all sports. My siblings, everyone was able to do sports, but my sisters danced. So um, I was the only one to truly do all year round sports. They just did all year round dance. And then when they got into school, were like scattered. So I always remember being like, Oh, I'm the one who had like probably the least amount of practice or the least amount of stuff because my sisters were so like dedicated in their 
dance good, which I think it's hilarious. I feel like if I brought up to my sisters, hey, remember you guys dance? I feel like they would both involuntarily laugh. Um, <laughs> really? They'd be like, oh my gosh. I feel like that was just a, I hated that stuff. Oh my gosh, that was the worst. Um, they were like all day. But anyway, so yeah, I feel like once I got into, uh, kind of going back to middle school, like when I really got into... I also danced too. I didn't talk about that. Well, what did you not do though? That's true. I got into this like elite ballet school, I remember. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like be a triple threat. Um, and then we stretched too much. So I quit. <laughs> we stretched too much. That's crazy. But now looking back, it makes sense. But I was like, I just want to dance. That's funny. Continue. I just, I will say, I, I, man, going to their practices and stuff, that was a, those were terrible. <laughs> I also remember clear as day when we were at a dance recital and I let, let the, let the cat out of the bag that I played a rated M game to my mom. She took, took away my Game Boy Advance. I was pissed. That was terrible. It's because Tyler, my buddy next door, let me play this game where you could just kill each other. Um, it was like before Call of Duty came out. And she was like, it was rated M. Give me your game with Pokemon. And I'm like, no. So it was a mm. terrible experience. Big anyway, bummer. Big bummer. Um, but yeah, I think I learned really quickly. I was good at running fast and turning left and occasionally jumping over an inanimate object. Um, because the coach I had throughout middle school was, uh, you know, really great guy uh shout out coach Elasti. um he was uh the hurdle coach at uh my middle school and i was able to i I felt like i was a little concerned i was going to peak just in middle school um because i remember states of like my eighth grade year they were like andrew's broken the state record for the 200 meter hurdles and then i was like oh that's so cool and then the next heat they're like now this guy (laughs) and i was like oh that sucks so both first and second place getting, uh, you know, bro- breaking a record Aww. was super unfortunate. Um, you know, really hate to see it. But I also remember who I was running with. A lot of them were really, really good athletes. Um, two of them ended up playing in college. Um, running uh, in college or uh, playing? Football. Oh, playing. Uh, football. But they were both obviously ran track. Um, that's, you know, complimentary to, to football. And running with those guys, um, they, uh, those three guys and myself, we still have the uh, the state record for the, the four... Well, it was a four by two, um, four by two hundred meter uh, relay, and uh, freaking go! Yeah, and it's hilarious because my well, dad said I like, "Get there's a four by two because we don't." Do yeah, that we don't do California. that here in California. Whoa. No, so it was funny to like, you know, my dad will say he'll still mention or be talking to somebody. They're like, "We still, we still saw, <laughs> see like, you know, the Miller guys, uh, Walden, Meacham, like mix or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious." So anyway, like that was just I ran with a lot of really good people, and I was like, "Oh, I probably peaked in." In, in middle school because I know where I'm going to high school this is a running school this is a distance school you know so on and so forth so I really quickly was like oh I should I should do the football thing you know I I, I know I played seventh and eighth grade but I should take football kind of seriously so um jumping into football my summer of eighth grade year going into ninth grade I gained uh 18 pounds in so I went from like seven pounds <laughs> to you know I was I was I gained like so so much you know muscle because I never had you know lifted or anything like that newbie game yeah so I was like man I was I was like I mean I think I was like 132 pounds when I was uh and our football team was terrible we were like oh and 41 or something like that it was something crazy when I like first came in they were like on a three-year streak of never winning a game and so this is not to say that impressive yeah it was very impressive so when I say I started varsity my freshman year that doesn't mean I was some crazy athlete I ran fast um, but then you put pads on me and I just, I literally, 
I, I literally just looked like a cleat. Like it just, just like this little thing, just this little thing running on the football field with a division one, you know, high school. Um, so anyway, I put a lot of focus immediately into, into football. That was the first sport coming out of, out of high school. So I feel like I learned a lot of really bad habits hmm. right then and there. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm starting to break some of those up now, but like jumping in the gym, throwing around weight for no reason, not sure what you're doing, but everyone's screaming and going crazy. So guy, guy stuff. You know, so it was just everyone's, you know, they'd be like, are you part of the 600, 800,000 pound club where, you know, your primary Olympic lifts were equaling that amount. It was just always. um, So, I mean, I got injured, you know, things like that. I feel like happened a lot. Um, And also, I just broke a lot of bones playing football because I was a um, I was a quarterback on the freshman team. But then I was a kick return and punt return, which if anyone knows who is listening knows those are just the positions that everyone on the entire field is just going for you and you're waiting for the ball to come to you. So they're all still running at you, but you haven't gotten the ball yet. So it was always just the, um, you, you know, there were very, very specific focus of, you know, what I was doing on the team, but football was never really what I wanted to do, but I felt like it was because I was supposed to hmm. come into high school, you know, I was being a guy to. like, yeah, I'm like, Oh yeah, all the guys are playing football. I'm supposed to, Play football and stick with that. But Where once else I, is that coming up in your life? I'm supposed to? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I was, I was, I was about to say, I, don't, I was like, I don't pay you $125 an hour to talk about that. <laughs> um, so when I got to track, we had a, we had a really great, uh, really great uh, uh, coach at our high school. Um, and we also had a really good distance coach who has trained a lot of guys who are either running professionally now or, or ran at, you know, Division One schools, whether it was, you know, UC... Uh, whether it was um, Notre Dame, uh, some some that actually are in the military but ran at, um, ran at various branches before. So a lot of people were just, in general, I was like, oh, these are good athletes. So I'm going to train around a lot of good people. Um, and I feel like that's when I was like, oh, this is my this is my thing. So then I I had football kind of end up being the secondary secondary thing, and track was truly my. Uh, priority. So anyway, in, in track outside of football, the, I didn't play my my senior year, but all of track I was doing either the 300 meter hurdles, long jump, uh, the 400. Um, you know, I was truly doing sprint or hurdling related events, and then a couple of field events. I had I had a quick spurt of thinking about being a decathlete, um, but my junior year and uh, my senior year in the winter. So uh, for those of you who don't have winter, but in Ohio, they do have indoor track because it's yeah, snowy. Yeah, you never said this. You're also from Ohio. Yes, also from Ohio. Um, in, indoor track is half the size of a track. So there was a lot of focus on what people would do to prepare for the season during indoor track. So my dad actually worked with, uh, well, someone worked at my dad's now, um, uh, I work where he's at now. And, and that person was training for the Olympic trials and he went to Ohio State and I got to run with him and and, and kind of practice with him. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, I think I have a glimpse of maybe I could run, you know, run in, run in college. So, I, you know, as I, as I trained for um, hurdles with him and everything, it started to become, kind of become more of a thing. And I started visiting, visiting schools and stuff. And I, I think I had an interest in running, like always. But the idea of running in school was always a toss-up. I'd leave visiting a school and go, oh, that seems great. And then I'm like, oh, but I do I want to run track or I don't know. I like do it or do I just like the idea of it? I always remember going back and forth, but then I learned very quickly as on, on my, a lot of my college visits, they're like, can you test any higher? Can you get any better grades? And I was like, sorry, buddy, I can, that I cannot do for you. 
So I feel like um, my options were kind of wavering. Um, you know, they were like, oh, we're really excited to come visit. Oh, well, could you do better in school in order to run here? So my options kind of got <laughs> got less and less. Um, so it kind of like filtered out to about like five different places. And um, there, was, there was one that was, you know, was going to probably be the best option. And then one I would, would have had a preferred walk on. And they both were contingent on me potentially, you know, doing uh, nursing school and stuff. But again, it was like, the, I like the idea of it, mm-hmm. knowing I was going to, you know, one, I was like, going to be with some of the best athletes. And then one, I was like, I, I knew I was going to just be stellar because it was a NAIA school. And, you know, all those people care more about the school, but then everyone just loves running. So I was like, oh, I'd probably come in and already do well. Um, a bunch of stuff happened. I always wonder what my life would have been like if I was a college athlete. I'm, I, I am genuinely glad I, I, I didn't hmm. become an athlete. You know, I, I think in college. Yeah, in college. I think I'm I think I've like confirmed that I'm like, oh, my life would be much different. I would have I, I can't imagine being a nurse right now. I can't imagine living in um, like neighboring states of Ohio, going to school just just to run. You know, I don't know. It's just I you know wouldn't have been, you know, leading young life or, or you know, we wouldn't have met or a lot of our friends. and stuff. So I think I'm like I, I genuinely am glad. But anyway, kind of coming back to that, had some had some stuff that happened. My senior year, my parents got in a big car accident and it was kind of like a big wake up, wake up call for me to be like, oh, I, th- I think I need to help. And is, is actually me running what I want to do. I think I got some other things that I'd rather, you know, rather do instead. So, um, so coming out of running again, that truly being my primary thing coming out of high school and, and not running anymore. I remember, I remember being like, well, I'll just go to the gym. You know, I'll just keep keep those bad habits I learned in football and just roll those over, you know, like, let me just try to put as many plates on as possible and just hurt myself for no apparent reason. Um, but I remember when I graduated, the person I was training with that my father worked with, uh, worked with um, that was training for the Olympic trials, I got to run with him a little bit, which was kind of fun. So I almost got like a little stint of my freshman year of college, like still running mm-hmm. with, with adults that are out of college, but are, are you know, either semi-pros or, or, or running in just adult races as a whole, which was kind of fun. Um, but again, rolling through all of college, I was, I kind of just was active. I'd rollerblade a lot. We'd play a lot of sports. I'd go to the gym a lot, but I was just kind of throwing myself around. I got into rock climbing. So I feel like in, in college, I, one, did not take care of myself. So diet was out the door. Um, I didn't really know. I was just active. I, did, I, I never liked being sedentary, but I never had something I liked. I think the only thing I grasped was rock climbing. Everything else I was like, I didn't, I just knew I wanted to keep moving. Hmm. So I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm a runner. Oh, if people are going to go and run, I'll, I'll go. Oh, if people are going to the gym, yeah, I'll go. But besides like maybe rock climbing for a couple of, like maybe three years, I really didn't have a big grip on like, this is my fitness journey in my life. Hmm. So it's like, I feel like there was a big space from middle school, high school, college was a blur. And then once I got out of college and, you know, moved to California, you know, we got engaged. I feel like I got more into more to fitness in a little bit of a different light. I remember in premarital counseling, we were even talking, you're like, you need to take care of yourself. Like, <laughs> like, like you can't just, you know, be doing whatever. And I think I, I regained interest of not just the gym, but of, of, of running truly. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, run occasionally. Also that was said with love. Not- yeah. Yeah. No, it was truly, yeah, like, I want you to be living. Get up, Tina. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like, a, yeah, you, I want you to live, not just be eating like trash and not taking care of yourself and, and all the things. So I think once, uh, well, maybe a year after we 
got married because I'm like, no, not even, not even. I mean, essentially once COVID hit, um, in and of itself, I feel like that's when I kind of took running to the next level where I was like, oh no, I like, I do enjoy this. And, uh, you know, now I've run a couple, couple of marathons and, um, it was, was trying to train for an ultra marathon. I have interest also for a, a triathlon as well. And, um, it's no longer just like a thing I have to do. It's like brushing my teeth. It's just a, a discipline of like running and lifting, but I've kind of come to this thing where I kind of wave through what feels best for me right now. Like I truly just listen to what my body wants. Like no matter what, besides a few days of running and a few days of lifting and a sporadic, whatever I want to do, whether that's a yoga or go to a class with people or surf or get in the water or whatever it is, like I'm just going to be doing it. So I think the active lifestyle is, is, is more of, is, you know, I feel like trumps everything, but running is definitely like my, my pinnacle. I don't, and, and for all those people who think I'm crazy, I don't listen to music. I don't bring my phone. It's literally crazy. I've, I think the farthest I've ran was like 28 or 30 miles. No music, no podcast, no book, nothing. With company. I had company and that was, you know, and that was great. With our friend Crosby who loves talking about birds. I know so much about birds because of my boy Crosby. But um, we love you, Crosby. We do love Crosby. Um... So I think, I think in general, that's like truly the, the thing that, you know, people always say, oh, you know, run or, or, or do some form of fitness or, or find your thing that helps you like clear your mind. And I'm like, I don't think my running on my own clears my mind. I think it like sharpens it in a way where I'm able to like actually be like, okay, let me like kind of talk with myself instead of being like, oh, this is the moment. If anything, it's just a moment of a way of other distractions. So again, kind of coming back to it, running truly is not just a part of my fitness journey. I feel like it's a a true discipline that's a part of my life that's been foundational to because I'm, I'm a much different person than four years ago you know so yeah I think like for us I feel like maybe we didn't touch on it too much but like I feel like both of us kind of just like believe fitness is like more than just fitness like it's more than just the movement itself that matters it's like what the movement creates you know this is gonna get really meta but um just like the way fitness can affect every part of your life and teach you discipline and teach you, you know, ways to sit with yourself, ways to be proud of yourself, ways to do hard things, um, to challenge yourself to, you know, do something when you don't like feel like doing it because it's good for you. Um, I feel like it teaches you a lot just about life. Um, so also I literally forgot a huge part of my fitness journey, which I think I could do a whole podcast about and I should. Um, I was vegetarian for six years. We don't need to talk about that anymore. I'm not vegetarian anymore, but literally from my sophomore year of college up until 2021, maybe 2020. Yeah, I think it was end of 2020. End of 2020. I was a vegetarian, did not eat meat was vegan for a while. I can talk about all the different, like, if you want to talk about trying fad diets, I am your girly. I've tried them all. I've done all the things. Um, I feel like I just keep forgetting. Like, as we're recording this, I was like, oh, I forgot that and that. So, um, yeah, this is just meant to be an overview, a starting point to kind of have context as we kind of talk about, like, dive. I kind of want to dive into a lot more of these topics, you know, just about fitness in general. Yeah. No, I like it. Did you have anything else to say? I kind of cut you off. No, no, I don't think so. I, I think, yeah, I think just the, the ultimate, like, I guess, ending for me is just, I think I found what, you, you, I guess you, you went all meta, but ultimately I'm like, what genuinely what 
makes me feel good, like I'm, I'm choosing to do and some form of exercise and movement in the things such as running and other, you know, other things that I've mentioned, I'm like, those just are it. So I think that's kind of where I've come to. So I like to have something to look forward to. But right now, I think I'm just in the place of this is a discipline and something that I enjoy. Um, rather than like, you know, I have some next big thing. I think for you coming out of your surgery and stuff, it's like a little bit different. But for me, I'm like, okay, I did have a couple of marathons that I like wanted to run and stuff like that. And now I'm like, okay, what maybe what is that next thing? But right now I'm kind of just in that discipline stage. But also like I want to continue just to feel good. Yeah. And I'm coming off some, like some injuries too of like, you know, yeah. hurting my back and not really, you know, not really understanding why. And then, um, um, what, what was the other thing? Oh, oh yeah. and Achilles as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. So you hurt your foot too when you're training for the ultra. Oh, that was bad. But also I'm, th- there's nothing good that's going to come from trying to run 50 miles five uh, zero miles. low key that's too much yeah so i'm like i i i, I think i'm like aware of that so i'd rather like never never be injured and never like push myself to the point where i know it's gonna have not a good return but on the flip side i know it's better than not doing anything at all so yeah. you know so i'm like navigating that i feel like my my physical therapist is kind of really swung at that home he's like yeah you're gonna you know, I swung home. You're going to, you're going to be hurt. Things may happen, but it's much better than not doing anything at all. So mm. do one less, go one less, go one less. If you're just lifting, then yeah, maybe do one less. We're <laughs> <laughs> hijacking Nick bears. Go one more. And we're saying go one less. Technically, I think Ilya Kipchoge or uh, I'm trying to remember what runner actually says go one less. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Cause he talks that about like a mileage. Yeah. That I think that might be actually, I think you wrote a book on, and I'm actually curious. Mm. Um, but yeah, Andrew is Nick bear. Well, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Specifically regarding size. Of muscle, <laughs> right? Is that what you meant? <laughs> no, like the hybrid athlete. Oh yeah. I will say, I think that's something I've come to f- fully is the hybrid athlete mix is, is kind of the, I feel like just been the best, like, Lifting, running, and some form of other things that I just enjoy is like the best mix. So yeah, that's in not a small nutshell, our fitness journeys and kind of our viewpoint on fitness and just kind of, I mean, Loki, I think I just like brushed the surface of, um, we want fitness to be one of like the bigger topics on this podcast. I think, what did we say? Fitness, faith, finance, marriage, and more. But definitely want to talk about fitness. So that, I think, about wraps it up. I think that's it. I think that's all. (laughs) See you later, everybody.